Hello, Star Citizen Verse. Welcome to another episode of Casual Citizen, an ongoing series about the upcoming first person MMO Star Citizen by Cloud Imperium Games. I'm your host, Alisiana from Alisianasworld.com. This episode will include an update on what's kept me away from Casual Citizen and my impressions of Alpha 3.1. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Begin transmission. It's been a few months since my last show, and I haven't played very much of Star Citizen until recently. But let's start with where I've been and what I've been up to since it actually started with Star Citizen. All work and no play. For me at least, Star Citizen turned out to be the gift that keeps giving. Regular listeners will know that I've been playing and blogging about MMOs for the better part of 20 years, but until Star Citizen, I'd stop doing fan fiction. There are many reasons for this, being extremely busy among them, but the lore and the vision for Star Citizen ignited a fire to start again. Taking up the hobby again and penning a few short stories reminded me how much I enjoy writing short fiction. But in the intervening years since I started blogging about games, podcasts and vidcasts became the popular choice for consuming content. So I tried my hand at that, as you know, and found a new form of creative expression to enjoy. Resurrecting my writing and doing the narrated shows eventually led to doing freelance work in both areas. Suddenly, I had added a part-time job into my already hectic life, but I was doing work that I really enjoyed. So much so, it made me wonder if there was an opportunity to push the boundaries into a new career. Well, as they say, you'll never know unless you try. Trying is where I've been for the past several months. So in addition to my day job, I've ghostwritten over 150,000 words. That's two novels worth of freelance writing work in about eight months. I've narrated on over a hundred different projects, commercials, radio spots, four indie games, and lots and lots of corporate training materials. Some weeks have been insane, working seven days a week and long hours. But it has validated for me that this might be something to pursue in a serious fashion. For now, I'm stepping back and deciding on definitive next steps, which leaves me a bit more room for gaming. As a result, here I am again with Star Citizen. Nope, I don't give a flip about LTI. I am sick to death of the LTI Trial of Tears. For all I care, CIG can give it to all ships acquired before release or stop awarding it altogether. Sure, I have it on most of my ships, but that's because I bought them during their first concept sale. But not having it didn't stop me from purchasing ships during subsequent sales when LTI isn't available and there was no way to CC into having it, such as with the 890 Jump. If I think I'm going to enjoy the gameplay offered by a ship, can't afford it, and am willing to part with the money, I buy it. If not, it doesn't matter what's coming with the ship or not. It's a no-go and I'm not buying it. To me, it's always been and always will remain just that simple. I've said this before, 
and I agree that no one is being forced to do anything or purchase anything. Buy it or not, melt it or not, CC into it or not, I'm just over the incessant tears about LTI and ship prices in general. Hindsight is 2020, as is quarterbacking CIG plays from your gaming chair. Alpha 3.1 Overall, 3.1 is the best performance I've had since early 2.6. It feels good to see an end in sight. I'm sure we'll have more hiccups as new technology and features are integrated, but for now, it's smooth sailing. Consistent FPS in the high 20s to mid-30s feels magical in the PU. 30s with no micro-stuttering will be amazing. Higher than that? Well, that's the dream, ladies and gents. Based on what I've experienced, 3.1 is a breath of fresh air in the performance area at least. Ships, ships, and more ships. I am all about the ships in Star Citizen. I equate ships with the classes you have in other MMOs. They are a gateway to how we will be interacting with the planned space content. I never get tired of hearing updates. I don't get tired of seeing new concepts. And it's a real treat when your ships arrive and two more of mine landed in 3.1, the Reclaimer and the Terrapin. Even missing their planned mechanics, it's always exciting to finally see your ship in-game. The Reclaimer The Reclaimer is a beast, and it looks like it's Roll, a ship that eats other ships for breakfast. Figuring out where to enter the Reclaimer while it was sitting on a dark platform was an exercise in patience. Finding my way to the bridge, a puzzling adventure. Along the way, I toured the various rooms and compartments. I found the quality of the ship interiors never failed to impress. Every detail has been considered. The lighting and animation contribute to the atmosphere of making the ship feel grounded in reality. I can only imagine when it's full of players running around, manning the various stations. That said, I have one growing concern. The size of the ships. The Reclaimer, not nearly the biggest ship in my fleet, feels like a floating neighborhood. And with the older concept ships growing in size as concept meets the reality of the space needed to support mechanics, I'm starting to feel like I may have bitten off more than I can chew. My play style includes a lot of soloing and small group gaming. I enjoy large fleet operations, but that's not my bread and butter. It's been years since I had the time or the patience or the coordination effort needed to corral a large group of players. It can be like herding cats. I'd rather be off accomplishing a task or wandering into a new adventure. And yet, staring down the list of my ships, more than half of them are large, very large. If there'd been medium-sized ships offered, I'd have gone that route instead. But to date, we mostly have starter and in-game, with very few in between for the profession ships. Nothing to do about it now, except to wait and see how things play out and make adjustments if my concerns remain. The Terrapin 
I spent most of my flight time scuttling around in the Terrapin. I gotta say, she floats my boat. Size, style, handling. I can see myself hurtling into dangerous zones, rescuing players, or doing fleet recon. Several short story ideas instantly popped into my head while I was zooming from place to place in the PU. The only thing I didn't like so far is that the guns on the nose are a single turret instead of separate guns. This prevented me from swapping out the T1s for gimbal T2s. I know, she's not designed for combat, but with NPCs interdicting me, left, right, and center, I wanted an upgrade. Hmm, the ship's description claiming that it has hard-hitting weapons is a bit suspect. Hovercraft fixes. I didn't expect much from the Dragonfly. It's not designed for traveling long distances. I purchased a pair as a way of traveling around cities and small areas where a ship would be overkill. 3.1 fixed many of the issues the hovercraft vehicles were experiencing. I took mine out for a brief spin around Port Olisar and it was quite satisfying, much more so than I expected. Zooming around deep space with nothing between you and the view is exhilarating. It was surreal. I mean, come on, it's a space motorcycle. We don't see many players using them in space, so when I did, Gips pulled alongside me to check it out. Staring down a starfarer in one exchange, I felt very much like the proverbial bug on a windshield. I'm suddenly looking forward to whisking through different biomes with the wind in my hair. I'm suddenly wondering if I need to maybe buy back my nuts. Missions. I haven't tried them and don't really care about them to be honest. I don't plan on doing many game generated missions, especially of the type currently in game. I'm waiting for content that is directly tied to the player careers I've pledged into. Medical, exploration, luxury tourism, base building, and food production. I'm hoping to combine generated missions with fulfilling player contracts when I want task-directed activity. Beyond that, I'm more interested in creating my own opportunities and moments. So nope, I haven't tried a single of the 3.1 missions. Persistence. Persistence improvements have been hit and miss for me. Twice I was disconnected while taking a spin planetside. When I rejoined the game, I was still aboard my ship which was awesome. Other times I've DC'd while in combat and rejoined the game lying on my back in a bunk on Port Olisar. Boo! It's still very much a work in progress and I hope to see more solid character and the ship with its contents and location persisting sooner than later. Flight Model Changes As a HOTAS user, I love the flight model changes introduced in 3.1. Flying and aiming have never felt better. I was a fan of the flight model prior to 2.6 but it didn't take too long to reacclimate myself when that changed. There are always complaints about the flight model from some backers no matter what CIG does. I think this is one of those instances where they will never please everyone. I was surprised to hear that joystick users were kicking up a ruckus over the changes on Spectrum. I thought they were great. 
equal to each zone. Chasing them rats. None of my primary career choices are on the roadmap for 2018, much to my dismay. However, by the year's end, we'll have planetary mining, salvage, ship repair, refueling, and land claims processing. That's a huge injection of gameplay in a comparatively short period of time. When those arrive, we'll finally start to have the makings of the MMO backers are greedily awaiting. 3.1 added the shell for activity that brings us a few inches closer. I can sense the shift in my own attitudes about what to do when I log in. As I've said, I'm not into chasing game-generated checklists, aka missions, but the beacon system creates random opportunities for adventure. I've done a few pickups and an escort while out testing my ships, and I'm looking forward to the expanded options coming in 3.1. But the real signal to me that Star Citizen is starting to feel like a game is that I've been out ratting. Roaming the system and picking fights with NPCs is an activity I often engaged in while playing EVE Online. The end goal was looting their cargo and salvaging their ships, ergo earning a living from a self-directed activity. I choose the where and the when. It's like farming mobs for crafting components in other MMOs. This activity suits my style and my temperament. It's a free roaming enterprise that lets me explore, set up in a favorite zone, or pick a location purely for the convenience. I also find it relaxing and often end gaming sessions with farming for components or mobs for components. Finding myself logging in just to do that, chasing rats, signals a shift from fiddling with mechanics and ships to logging in with an objective. And even though it's the least of my plans for Star Citizen, it does, for the first time, resemble behavior and gameplay that I've engaged in in other MMOs. Finally, bring on 3.2, my soul is ready. Overall, I really enjoyed the changes and the new content that was introduced in 3.1, and I'm really, really excited to see what's coming down the pike in 3.2. That wraps up another episode of Casual Citizen. I hope to return to putting out shows on a regular basis, at least once a month, alternating between Casual Citizen and Night Bus, which will continue to feature my fiction. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, please consider subscribing to my channel and giving this episode a thumbs up. For more of my Star Citizen coverage, visit alicianasworld.com, where you'll also find Ali's Star Map Matrix, a mobile-friendly, easier-to-read version of the official ARC star map, game lore, discussions about ships, professions, and more. This is Alyssiana, signing off until next time. End transmission.